miss me? Did you miss me? Yeah, happy Thursday, everybody. I wish everybody is having a dope, dope, dope Thursday. Throwback Thursday. We're about to get into the Freaky Friday. But I got a special surprise for you. I know I haven't been going on live on Instagram for some time now. I've been going straight on YouTube. But due to death technical difficulties. I guess I'm back. Yes. And I have an amazing surprise for you. I got the one and only Enes definitely in the building and he's here right now. So let me get him up here so we can have this discussion and feel free to, you know, leave your questions in the, in the comment, in the chat, and I'll be more than happy to oblige you guys and ask him as well. So let me pull him up here. And let's get this thing started, shall we? Hold on, shall we? Let me tap. Hold up, because you know. Okay, here we go. Okay, I invited him. Yo. Yo, how what you up? doing? How are you? What's going on? <laughs> I'm good. I can barely see you. You had to bear with me because it's not it's not a good background. So like I'm trying to I'm trying to give you the best visual thing I could give you right here with what I got. Okay, well we're gonna make it do what it do. Yes. Yeah, so what's up everybody? Welcome to Live Bad Radio. And we live on Instagram. We haven't been live on Instagram in a minute. And I got a lot of questions to ask you. Shout out to Philly. But are you back with Bad Boy? No. Okay, because I've seen your recent freestyle and, you know, you you say bad boy and, you know, you give an homage to Puff. And I remember seeing a post that Puff did and you commented um, in the comment section. And I guess it would seem like it was implying that you getting back to work. What is that relationship like now? And is that, you know, in the immediate future somehow? Um. Just to, you know what I mean, just to really, really, really just honestly answer that question, we still got to, you know what I mean, uh, um, kind of like a, a, a big brother, little brother relationship. It was never, do, I mean, uh, regardless of any speculation, we never had, there was no bad blood. The business never ended on a bad note or any bad energy. It's just the nature of the business. When they moved on and went to, uh, Esco, um, he couldn't take the roster that was over at Warner Music Atlantic. So, um, no, I'm not getting back with uh, Bad Boy. Um, I got my own label, my own boss, 5-4 Villian T, and we nurture and develop talent over on this side. Yes. Yes, and that's fire. I see that you do a lot of freestyles and stuff like that this day. And I seen in the previous interview, you back on your grind, like you really trying to get it out there. So what are some of the things that, you know, we could be looking forward to seeing from Ness? Because I know you still battle rap. You got an mm -hmm. upcoming battle rap coming up. Can you talk about that? Yeah, well, um, I just decided to, you know, embrace all the things that, people try to use against me and people try to talk about the cheesecake thing. So I went and got my own cheesecake business. Make sure y'all follow that at Nest Cheesecake on Instagram. We're doing pre-orders and we're trying to negotiate the deal with uh, 
Grubhub and uh, DoorDash and all that. But um, yeah, and uh, everybody said, you know, um, for me fighting on TV, whether you thought I won the fight or lost the fight, I just wanted to show that the pure hip hop fans, the street, the street culture, the street. Um, I would say the street fanatics, the street critics that, you know, I really was the real McCoy really had the goods. And um, that's why I went back into battle rap, not as a, as a form of relapsing to something as more as uh, expanding my brand and really uh, cross uh, promoting because battle is so big now. Battle rap is so big now. It, it has crossed continents. It's, it's over in Russia and over in Canada. And you know I mean, it's, it's worldly now. It's global. So, uh, you know, I, I kept a seed planted there and, you know, it's been fruitful, had some bumps in the road, a couple of memorable losses and I had a lot of memorable wins. But it was a strategy to reintroduce myself to the new fans of, of, of the purest form of hip hop, which is battle rap. Yes. And and I think, you know, you can't hide behind battle rap. Like, you got to be an ill lyricist. You got to be creative. That's something that you don't see in mainstream anymore. And it keeps you sharp mentally and lyrically as well. So I don't think that's such a bad thing. And plus, you know, battle rap was, they get to the bag. You know, it's not like artists outside of the arena where, you know, nine times out of ten, they either perform it for free or have to pay to perform. Right. So I think that's very um, smart for you to stay in that and to keep you sharp as an artist. Right. So I know you mentioned that you have a cheesecake business, you know, and I know you tired of the whole cheesecake questions because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm looking at your stuff and it seems like you get frustrated every time you say it. So I kind of want to flip it because I know there's some, something that nobody asked you when discussing that situation. You know, I know it was a, a ultimate lesson behind that walk, right? But what were some of the things that was going through your mind? Because altogether, it was six hours. Y'all walking, you got the MTV crew walking with you guys. I know it was frustrating and stuff. And you you even said it yourself. That was the best alternative out of all the options that they gave you. So, you know, I know there was a moment or two where you had a time to reflect. What was going through your New mind York at that time? This. New York didn't respect this. Niggas just don't respect nobody telling them nothing to do. And people just got this attitude where they think they just got it all figured out and they pride is worth more than success. And I learned, I, I took a crash course about my pride that day. And you know what I mean, some people are going to go to the grave. Yeah, I got my pride, but you broke as hell and you did nothing with your life. All you did was have pride. You know what I mean, you had your integrity and then you died. That's it. You're going to be forgotten about. That's it. I don't know. You know what I mean? To be in the military, you have to learn how to take orders. You, know, you just don't come in the military being a lieutenant or a sergeant or a captain or a colonel. You have to come up to a system. And we came up to a certain system. And the nurturing and development was done on TV. Now, everybody would say they don't got nothing to do with it, but it did have something to do with it. We learned about endurance and bonding with each other because we had to, to protect a certain brand. And certain exercises was done for us to come together, for us to make magic when the recording process started. And on top of that is a fucking TV show. So anybody that's in their right mind don't know that some things just are done for shock value to, 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 in order for, uh, to, 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 
for the ratings to increase and for the viewers to keep coming back every weekend or every week. So those was walking for cheesecake was one of those things that just was a sh shock value. And we did it, you know, just, 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 just for the hell of it. It wasn't nothing else to, you know, public, you know, people use it like public humiliation and all that, you know, people just got different, uh, 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 aspects of the cheesecake whole finango people that's in the work community or blue collar people they understand it totally people that don't really have no ambitions or goals all they have is they pride so they, i wouldn't walk ain't nobody gonna tell me to do nothing but then you you don't you don't you don't you didn't have any control of not only your own fate but nobody else's because you didn't come up in no system we have to come up in a certain system. Nobody just comes into to fruition by themselves. Nobody get knowledge itself by themselves. Nobody's taught to read by themselves. You have to be taught these things. You have to be conditioned. So a lot of the exercises that you see is done. It looked like public humiliation, but it was really conditioned exercises, building our endurance and our stamina to go in outside of these markets and promote this album. And that's amazing, you know, and people don't get it, you know what I'm saying, especially with this generation. I noticed, you know, they don't understand the, the back work or the hard work it takes to actually achieve success. You know, yeah. I noticed that energy, They, you know, people are entitled. They feel like people, everything. People funny as shit. The white man tell them what to do all fucking day and they'll do it fast. But because a black man told me what to do, oh, I wouldn't let him do that to you. Why they son you like that? But if the white man tell you to pick up that shit and shovel that snow, then you're going to do it without questions asked because you want that job. So how is it different from what I'm doing, from, from what we've done? And then everybody acts just like I walk by myself. It was five other members. It was, but, but that just goes to show you how much energy that I, how much attention that I garnered and how much impact that I had. Because people just remember me walking. You walk. You just walk. No, I fucking didn't. It was five of them motherfuckers on the show with me. But, you know, people, black people, us as black people, we only want to point out the negative. Oh, you walked for cheesecake. You a son. You fought. You lost. We was on Dave Chappelle's show because of the fucking walk for cheesecake. The walk for cheesecake got us recognized by one of the most um, prolific and genius comedians, stand-up comedians of our fucking generation. So it, I mean, it, it was a blessing in 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 the negative energy that came off that joint. Had we wouldn't, if we didn't walk, we would have never been on Dave Chappelle. Would have never met Dave Chappelle. Would have never got paid to be on his iconic TV show, which only had two seasons. Think about that. We went gold. We was on the last Source Awards. We was on the last one of the last couple years of Rap City the Basement. We actually rapped in the basement with Tigger freestyle. We was on the last recorded Source Awards. We was on the last, I was on Soul Train before Don Cornelius expired. Like I did iconic shit. But niggas want to go back, you walk for cheesecake because y'all dickheads and y'all idiots, y'all just want to point out the negative shit instead of all the positive shit that I've done. Nobody points out them for the fact we sold over 500,000 units. Nobody. Y'all walk for cheesecake, y'all got sons. Yeah, but we, I, I had a lot of writing. And that, on the fucking that album was fire. That album was hella fire. Like, niggas, I, it's the nigga mentality. They only want to point out the negative shit. And that's why we don't never do nothing and never get nowhere. And that's why we don't have a control of this country yet or or or, or get the respect that we garner because we tear each other down all the fucking time. 
and I'm tired of these niggas, and that's my energy. I don't got, I don't, I'm not sparing nobody when anyone keep asking me these same questions and not understand that the, the act of doing business and that you have to give up something, whether it be your pride, whether it be your humility, you have to give up something, something. You have, the people have to see you tear down in order to root for you. There's no difference from fucking Chris Brown crying at the BET Awards doing a Michael Jackson fucking, uh, fucking commemoration. It's the same shit. They have to have something on you for you to for you to come up inside their system. Nobody does it by themselves. Nobody does it. They have something on everybody. That's the cost of fame. Doing something humiliating, having something over top of your head where you can't go against the fucking people that hold the top positions. They hold the top brass. Well, well I don't I don't, for me, you know, watching that, I never looked at it as something humiliating because, for example, since Beyonce is in the news right now, um, the situation, she, her father used to make them run with backpacks and mad rocks Man, and no bricks inside of it and white motherfucker telling you to pick them boxes up and put them over there. But you'll do that because it's a job, it's respectable. No, you got a job and you get a, you get a little lunch break. It's no different from what I did. My boss told me to do something, I did it. Period. I don't know. I don't know where you you don't go in no job and no type of structure, no corporate, nowhere telling the boss what you're not gonna do. What are y'all fucking idiots? And for niggas to remember that 20 years ago, and instead of remember all the positive shit that came, but that show with niggas mentality, and it's never gonna change. Niggas is gonna be niggas. But I'm overpowering all that with my cheesecake and just with my I don't give a fuck attitude. Nobody is 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 is, is putting those uh those diseases on me, those uh those boundaries, those limitations. Nobody's putting none of that on me anymore. Get like me, rap, do the bars, become a boss, know how to deal with people and be a people person and speak your mind and stand on what you're gonna stand on. It's not about cheesecake. Everybody always go to that. Cheesecake, cheese. That's not about that. It was a lesson in that. Yeah, and I got it. And I could tell I could I could tell too, like when I was watching, you know, I could tell, you know, you get frustrated, especially I'm after all these years. I'm not getting too. frustrated. It's people is people when people ask me about it, they don't have their own uh uh analysis of what happened. They want to hear hear my take on it, and I've been saying the same thing for years. I want to hear how y'all de y'all depicted it. Because a lot of New Yorkers said it was soft and we got sun. And these are the same niggas that work regular jobs with shitty pay and no benefits. Or they hustling for another nigga or they calling the nigga that's younger than them big homie. I don't get it. Like, wake up. I don't wake give a you. fuck where you at. New York, Ohio, Chicago. You won't come in any system telling a boss what you not and what you're going to do. Where? Where does that happen? Yeah. So because you have the manifestation of the cheesecake business. Tell us about that. Like, what made you made you have that epiphany and actually go through with this as a business? And what kind of flavors you got? Like, I want to know: Is it New York cheesecake, strawberry cheesecake, chocolate no, cheesecake? What can cheese, I order from you? Patriotic. It's Nest Philadelphia cheesecake, like the Philadelphia cream cheese. Like my my, my auntie, um, Patty Labelle. Well, well, her pastries and her um, sweet potato pie, pumpkin pie. I'm following those lines. It's patriotic. It's all Philly. 
No disrespect to New York, but this is Philadelphia brand, like the like the soft pretzels and the water ice and the cheese steak. Now you got Nest Philadelphia cheesecake. So next time a nigga run up on me and say, "Yo, give me a piece of cheesecake," no nigga, I got it for sale. Buy it or shut the fuck up. I'm taking that from you. I'm ripping that from you. You want to keep saying that every time you see me? No, I got the shit for sale. Cash App, Zelle, PayPal, all that. I take all that. So shut the fuck up. Either you just want to play me or be disrespectful or you want to buy my merchandise and my product. It's either one or. Either I'm going to cut you the fuck out for trying to play me or you're going to buy my shit and I win either way. You get cussed the fuck out or you buy my product. You take your pick. Don't run up on me, talk about get, my, get me a piece of cheesecake because I got it for real now. So you're going to look silly when I pull it out and you don't got no bread, you don't want to buy it. You broke. And that's what I'm going to call you. Broke-ass nigga, you just wanted to fuck with me and say some dumb shit. I really got it for sale. You don't want to buy it. Eat a dick. Leave me alone. Yeah, I feel you. But New York ain't all that bad. We love you out here. I love you. I'm from Harlem. Nah, and what is that? Give me a hard way to go with everything. The way I look, the way I dress, the way I rap, my style. I got to eat dicks. Y'all got to get like me or eat dicks. That's all I'm saying. Get like me. They really do. They really trying to, they to bully you. Like my character on every given fucking Sunday. Every time I get up on this joint, anytime I get in the spaces, anytime I say anything, it's always a challenge. It's always a tug of war. Niggas want to never give it to me. And it starts in New York. That's the mecca of hip hop. That's why I'm up here so much. That's why I got DJ Self and this one and that one. I got these niggas being my rabbi and being supporters of mine because it starts there. If you don't make it in New York, you can't make it anywhere. Well, I mean, I love you. I love the yeah, your artist. I need a million of you. I need a million of you. I need a million of you to love me. Oh, it's only one of me, child. It's no, only I one of me. Talk about I'm, I'm not talking about your individuality. I need a million of you to like my music the way you do. I I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And, and that's what, what I wanted to, to lean into when you um, battle rap in the, in front of the state building with Murder Mook and all of that. You know, um, I heard in another, but you didn't say the front of the state building. You said across the street from Jimmy Jazz, which is actually the state building. And I remember that watching that on DVD. You know, and um, I couldn't I couldn't believe that I missed I mean, uh, you. In New York, you said, I didn't know what the, the actual building was. I mean, it's a building. No, no, no. I, no, I to, trust me. I, I totally get it. That's why I felt I felt the need to say it. But my thing is, um, you made you brought light that you started the rap battles being on DVDs. Can you talk about? Because that's legendary. You know, that's that goes down in the history books of battle rap. So can you ex talk about that moment I mean, and did? Granted, you ever think it would be so monumental? I mean, granted, niggas was niggas was. I mean, granted, niggas was battling way before I ever was thought of. I ain't say I reinvented the wheel on battle rap and I started battle rapping and there wasn't be no battle rap for me. What I'm saying is the energy that I brought to battle rap has in, was in, so impactful it still lasts to this day. My DNA is in all these battle rappers. Pause. And you know what I'm saying. Hypothetically and figuratively speaking, the gun bars, the aggression, the performance, all that is Philadelphia rapping. 
The same way we got the Philadelphia shell boxing style, we got the Philadelphia gun bar aggression, tough shoot 'em up bang bang shit. Now you got drill, you got pain music, you got all these music. But 2022, and it started in 2020 when the pandemic. When niggas was in the crib, niggas couldn't go out, and everybody was inside, and they wasn't outside, you didn't have nothing to do. And that's when I started attacking my core fans. Niggas going to say a lot of shit about mess. They're going to say he funny looking, he outdated dress, and all this bullshit that don't mean nothing. And when it came down to it, when it came down to it, can you fuck with this bars? Can you fuck with my pen? That's it. Well, it's either you got it. Time out, pause, pause. You got dudes trying to critique the way you look. Hell yeah, they, they could be the main ones. You ugly. Pause. That's that. The main one. Like, ain't no, oh, ain't yeah, no other dude should like, be nigga, worried about what you look like. Like nigga, you a nigga. You talking about a nigga ugly? I don't give. I don't judge me. I don't call niggas ugly, cute, handsome. I'm not fucking them, so I don't give a fuck. Who what does they look that? Like. They can look like the toxic crusader for all I care. That's I don't fuck with niggas. These new niggas. That's <laughs> that's these new niggas. Cause ain't no way. Like that's a big heavy on the pause on that. Like who's critiquing the way you look? Like why does that even matter to everybody? Dude? But let's let's not let's not act like it's a it don't play a big part in music. It play a real big part in music and when you're trying to sell something and being marketable and being a, and being a male vocalist or male MC, you have to be appealing to the opposite sex. You have to look like something. You have to be a looker. It helps a lot. You know, I can count how many artists that may sit, not, you know, and actually do that. I don't think that's it. And then for, for dudes to say that, that's the thing that's baffling me. I'm stuck on that. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on that. Like that, because you I'm know. A really, because I'm a realist and, I, and I've been in the music game over 20 years and I know and I know what they're looking for. So you it, I mean I, I can see why you say that because you're from New York and you from you know I'm saying you from the urban area and you just like what you like and it's all about personality when we talk about selling something it's a whole different ball game. I don't want the nigga that's that's look all right I want the nigga that's gonna bring all the bitches in and bring all the sales in and bring all the ticket sales and all the downloads and any bitch that like my artist for the way he look run it in run it up. I need all that. That's crazy. And and you brought light to that because I didn't realize it was um that difficult or, or those are the things that you were facing in the industry. You know, when you think of especially male artists, that's be the last thing you think about because you have people like he's a legend, but Biggie, for example, he wasn't physically attractive like that but you know he was super famous and a legend there's a lot of other people I really don't want to say right now or the P word all I'm saying is looks play a big part in, in entertainment that's all I want to say I don't give a fuck what niggas want to say about me or, or anybody else all I'm saying is looks play a big part in entertainment that's all I want to say well, as far as your, like your personality and that aggression, that broad street bully, I mean, you from Philly. And every time I talk to somebody from Philly, they got that swag. You know, they definitely got that swag. What were some, some of the things that were monumental in your upbringing that make it like that? Because 
with you having that persona, you was able to negotiate deals with the band, obviously create new business endeavors for yourself to this day. And you did a lot of firsts in this industry that a lot of people don't understand. So what was the, the crucial things that shaped your mentality or shaped your personality so you could accomplish these things? And not only for yourself, but like I said earlier, for example, for making the band, you not negotiated the traditional good looks. Process. It built character. It made me confident in other areas. It made me shine in other areas. Not having traditional good looks helped me. It strengthened me. It gave me character, it gave me personality, and it gave me something to, 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 to look forward to other than just appearance. All right. Now, as far as Philly is concerned, right, I kind of want to get your take on it because I feel like when you was talking about, like, the battle rap situation, they had an event, and, like, with Cassidy and different things like that, and it seems like you expressed that you felt like your name should have been um, in that conversation. You should have been on that ticket while nobody was mentioning you and things like that. So what is, what was going on with Philly that you feel like you're not getting your just due outside of New York? That's just my, my campaign right now. That's what I'm pitching. Even though it's a true statement, I mean, maybe I may not never get it, but I'm going to fight it tooth and nail until the last day. So you're going to hear my mouth regardless, whether you want to hear it or not. That's just my attitude. Nothing negative towards you or anybody or any region or anybody or any certain category of people. That's just my attitude. If you don't think I'm worthy of it or think I should have got my shot 10 years ago, or you think it's too late or about time, then that's your fucking business. But I'm fighting it tooth and nail to the last day, to my last breath in my lungs, to that last moment. I'm trying Amen. Amen. I kind of want to see a Philly compilation album because y'all got a lot of artists coming out of Philly that's fire. What happened? As a Commonwealth state, we all packed in like sardines. New York is way bigger than one borough. You could fit all of Philly in Brooklyn. It's too, it's too compacted <laughs> here. Philly ain't never going to get it together. As much as we say it and, and, and hashtag Philly support, Philly and PSP. It's too many of us. It's too cutthroat. And the bottom line, we don't give a fuck about one another like that. They'd be coexisting with each We don't give a fuck about one another like that. They'd be coexisting with one another. That's just the climate. You might get a few of us that might click up and do some shit. But for the most part, we never going to mirror Atlanta. We never going to mirror Houston. We never going to mirror LA. We never going to mirror Detroit. We never going to mirror these markets because of our mentality. But I wouldn't want you to mirror these places because I think, like nah, I said you're before. Not understanding, okay. You're not understanding my, 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 my figurative language. When I say mirror, I'm saying the com camaraderie that the artists have. Okay. So do you have because a top five of Philly greats that inspired your career? Yeah. Die line, die line, die line, <laughs> die line, and die line. That's my top five. <laughs> Next question. Well, well, since you brought die line up, when was the last time you spoke to your old band members and what those relationships are like? I love all my sisters and brothers. I'm going to just leave it at that. And then doing business with them, that's another thing. We've been trying to work on it for years. It just ain't happened. 
So I guess they just gonna be my sisters and brothers and and just in that in that in that notion. And we just don't do music and don't do business. But I've tried to, you know, you know, throw shows or throw parties just to get my sisters and brothers together so we could just, you know, throw on some good shit. Some, throw that shit on, be in the same room and just vibe with each other because we, we never know what's going to happen to one another. Somebody might get sick. Somebody might, you know what I mean, pass unexpectedly. We don't know. Somebody might go to prison, anything. So I just, my whole attitude towards the band, it don't be to make no money or do nothing. It's just for us, my brothers and sisters be in the same room again. All six of us looking nice. We healthy. We in good vibes and we just being a family. That's it. I don't got to but again and again, year after year, promoters come out the woodwork and try to get us to do a reunion, John, and we get right up to the finish line and never go through with it. So at this point, I'm just, I'm just, it's, 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 it's the Enes show. That's it. But what do you think is stopping that? Like you saying, I don't want to keep the- talking about it. The same things that was stopping it when you first seen it. Egos. And I'm done with it. I'm 45. I'm done with doing that. It's Enes show. Anybody want to do music, they they, they, they they welcome to. They want to get money, they welcome to. But I'm not I'm not persuading anybody to do anything anymore. We too old. That shit, that ship has sailed. Like I said, I love my brothers and sisters to death. They want to get with me. They want to do business. They want to do music. We can do all that. But I'm not stopping. So if you're gonna stop, don't 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 call me. If you're gonna do it and just then stop, don't call me because I'm not stopping. Yes, and you haven't stopped because I noticed that you are consistently dropping freestyles. Is there a project that you're working on? Yeah, and Ines if so, Ines and Friends. I got Method Man on it, Benny the Butcher, Freeway, Zai Sosa, which representing the new age talent and the new wave of Philly and the new generation. And I'm saying, um, I got a Freeway on there, PD Crack. I got I got my New York brethren, Vado. Corey Guns, and I got my battle rap brethren. Shout out to my guy Tay Rock. Me and Oskino just dropped the video for Deep Cover off, off that album, Enes and Friends. Make sure y'all go, go pick it up. So out right now. Available for download. Yes. And see, look at you. You just mentioned Freeway. When I asked you who was your top five in Philly, you could have at least said him. And he's on your new album. That would have been fire. And he's nasty. I love me some shout Freeway. Out to, really? Shout out to Beanie Siegel. Shout out to Gil. Shout out to yes. Wilo, Shout out to Pete Mill. There you go. Saying, you see? It's, it's, a new, it's a whole subculture of Philly. So, I, I mean, Philly not ranking us t- top 10 no more. It's a whole... 20 other little niggas that they love and they say fuck us if you really want to keep it decent and they feel the old niggas is in the way so that's what I'm saying you got to tap in a little bit more to what's going on in Philly so I can say these names but then you got six other million people that don't, don't don't agree with my top five they like these little niggas but they but see that's what I'm saying I was asking you your top five not these niggas top five who gives a shit I give a fuck about your top five that's it. Yeah. So moving forward, you know, you got this new album dropping and everything like that in your freestyles and your cheesecake and all of that. What 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 inspired this new project and what message are you trying to send with it? The underlying message of it all. It's never over. It's never over. No matter what they say, it's never over. Look, look at Suzanne Boyle. She was 53 something years old, had to Number one album when she came out. It's never over. 
That's my message. I'm pulling off the biggest heist in hip hop history. And even though I don't got a, 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 a radio record right now or a mix show record that's spinning everywhere or that's gaining momentum, I dropped three, four records over the past year and a half. And they cult classics already. And even though I have support of these big DJ pools organically, I'm starting to win market over one city at a time. Yes. And and I want I want that for you because it seems like you've been grinding. And I know sometimes this career and this culture could get frustrating, but please don't keep yet, don't you know, stray away or keep your eye off the prize because I feel like you're very necessary to the culture. You know, I know sometimes some questions can be frustrating, but those were monumental moments in the culture. You know, you're just going to have to eat that one because, I mean, it is what it is. It existed. And with that situation, you existed. And to see the evolution of you, like you said, it's not over. You went from all of that to, you know, the thing with the IRS, but now you standing on top and freestyling and having a new project. So I don't feel like you really took L's because not a lot of people could stand that test of time. I don't I don't see it with people. A lot of people get forgotten and would have been gone and not even trying right now. They would have went back to that nine to five. Um, ask going to get some cheesecake like you said so I don't know I don't see it like that though but I get the frustration I really do I get the frustration it's not frustration you know? this is me this is this is how I wake up every day I'm, I'm on this with everybody my kids so that's little just straight people. Philly shit yeah. Too, huh? <laughs> everybody ask ask anybody I'm with this like with niggas females kids toddlers senior citizens everybody the doorman everybody I don't got no time to be wasted. I don't got no time to be sugarcoating nothing. I'm brutally honest with everything. I don't know when my last day is. I just buried my father. January 12th. His birthday was the 14th. He was he died 14 days short of his 70th birthday. Ain't my no way. It's all go. It's all green light. I don't got no... I'm not sparing nobody, no nothing. I'm not sparing nobody. I'm not sparing nobody's feelings. Nothing. Nobody's sparing my feelings. Nobody's paying my bills. Nobody's paying for my kids to go to school and be good. I'm not sparing nobody. It's over for that. I gave you 10 years when I was dormant and I and I gave into all the ills and the diseases and all the all the limitations and the boundaries people put on people. When you don't go through a certain window at a certain time and blow and be a multimillionaire in the window that they gave you. No, I'm dictating this. I'm driving this car. So yeah. You you end up in New York so you don't feel it. I'm in Philly. Every time you come out your door, is what the fuck he here for? Why he got on that? Why he wear this? Why he drive that? Why he pull that money out of his pocket? Why he keep flashing money? Why he not flashing money? Why he not doing this? Why he didn't kill nobody? Why he didn't kill nobody and then get arrested, then beat the case and then come out? You gotta understand. It's, it's don't, different don't, out don't here. Don't kill nobody. Don't don't don't. I'm trying to tell you the expectations is way different out here. The rappers, everything. That's why I don't promote none of that. That wreck chase it. I don't promote none of that. I'm a musician, because because the more because 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 the more you talk about how tough you are, that's the more people are gonna challenge you. That's the more element gonna come to your shows and challenge you. I, I yes. come from that element, but I'm speaking my story so I can 
better my circumstances, get the fuck away from that shit. Everybody wanted, oh, I'm hood, I'm hood. What is the end game? They get the fuck out of there. That's a fact. It's like, you know, years ago, you know, people would tell the, tell the cautionary tales of the hood in order to teach lessons so they could find their way out of the situation. But it seems like in this day and age, they want to stay and not realizing it's all the trap. Like you see the Rico cases and um, everybody's dying like every other month now. And it's ridiculous. Did you ever thought that you would see the state of hip hop in such a violent um, manner? You know, especially coming in the era that you came up with, your graduating class. Yeah, it was worse than when I was coming up. You think so? Yeah. We were we wasn't dying and shit the way these motherfuckers. Maybe the street in the industry. Jeez. You didn't see that. Well, school me, school me. Let me know. Let me look through your eyes for a second. Shit. Shit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You from New York. It's bigger. More space. I mean, more what power. I'm saying is people was dying more in the streets of New York. Nah, I'm from Harlem. Philly is, you're not, you're not listening. Philly is way smaller. We all on top of each other. So every, your dollar is my dollar. That quarter is my quarter. That bitch is my bitch. That dick suck is my dick suck. That nigga that's tricking you is tricking. You get what I'm saying now? It's too small. You fuck one person, you fuck one bitch, you fuck them all. Because everybody's fucking everybody. And everybody's curving everybody. The bitch you, you curving, she curving the nigga that's curving her for the nigga that's you curving. You get it? It's one big circle of bullshit. And the smaller the city, the more the bullshit. Y'all from New York, I got five boroughs. You can go through Philadelphia in 20 minutes. You can't do that with New York. This is what I'm saying. The mentality is way, is way, way worse down here. It's crabs in the barrel theory for real. When we, we small, we packed in. We got row houses. We don't got big brownstones. We got row houses. 20 houses on one block. We all trying to same to sell customers the same weed, the same coke, the same heroin, the same pills. That's what I'm talking about. So nobody's going to champion nobody because everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's rapping. Everybody's trapping. Everybody's shooting niggas. Everybody is doing everything. Scamming. Everybody's doing everything. Boosting, stealing, lining niggas up, scamming, frauds, credit card scams. Instagram scam, bank scam, motherfucking parking scam. Niggas is putting fake parking tickets on your john. And when you pay, it ain't even the real parking authority. You see what I'm saying? Philly That's is the, the first worst town. You would never that. make it here. Y'all, y'all, y'all live, y'all live an isolated life in New York. Y'all can breathe good air. We can't breathe no good air down here. Niggas will kill you for a new pair of sneakers. You wear two pair of sneakers two days in a row. Niggas trying to blow your fucking head off down here. So when you see me, I'm the revenant. I've survived 20 years in my own city where they try to blow your head off because you could buy a cheesesteak for yourself two days in a row and you got a pair of new sneakers on. We don't get to enjoy that shit y'all get to enjoy up there. All that 
all the sightseeing and all the eclectic melting pot of people that come to New York every day. We don't get to see none of that. We get to see the same tired niggas and the same tired bitches trying to run the same tired scams and talk the same tired shit. Ain't nobody going to be rooting for no fucking Nessie when they got eight at, eight young boys when they block that rap and do the same thing. That's why I'm like this. It's a method. There's a reason. It's not because I'm just like this. Next question. Well, I just want to say our air is not all of that clean out here in New York. It's cleaner than just Philly. Just want to say it's cleaner than Philly. <laughs> Just, just want to point that out, you know. And we all on top of each other. We got projects upon projects upon projects. But I get what you're saying. I definitely get what you're saying. But trust me, it's not that sweet out here. Yeah. So with with all of that, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it seems like can you find another place that you can have that type of solitude where you can hone in on your I mean, craft and it's do not sweet up there. Y'all selling weed like it's fucking out right out the store, like it ain't shit. You don't got that down here. Niggas ain't selling weed right out the store. You can't smoke weed in front of the cops in Philadelphia. You still get locked the fuck up. So yeah, I ain't saying like y'all sweet, like y'all, like y'all not tough. I'm just saying like it's different. Y'all got more. Like this, I could go into the store, into the dispensary, and buy weed and walk right out. And while the cops is walking up the street, I do that. They won't do shit. So come move to New York, baby. We got space, like you said. Obviously, come move. To I blew my whole advance living up New York, trying to chase that shit, trying to be up in them labels, taking the meetings. My whole advance that I got from Bad Boy, I dumped it right back into my crab. And to me, going up there, paying for parking, paying for uh, tolls, paying for gas, paying for parking. Anywhere you park, you're getting your shit towed. I don't know, man. I, I spent $1,000 just getting my car back from the pair, from Chelsea Pair, from don't know where to park at. Everywhere you park, no standing here, no standing there, no standing there. Is it no standing or no parking? In Philly, we got no parking, not no standing. I did not know no standing mean no parking. I spent 15 grand just getting my car back from the pier. And towing fees. I know I know New York ain't no joke. I made it there. And as much shit as I'm talking, a, a New York nigga gave me my shot. So that's where I got started is New York. But New York got this thing against Philly and, and Jersey and Detroit and Chicago. It's like this rivalry with all of us. And New York sits, they're the top seed. So you have to go through there. Well, I just want to say that shout out to Detroit. I want to give a big shout out to Big Chuck and Death of the Cloud Chasers brand. That's definitely the bro and everybody else from D Detroit that I'm meeting right now. Shout out to you guys from a New York chick. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of hurt that I'm hearing this from you, honestly, you know, um, because 
because I, I I think of you like a mountain. Like, you know, I feel like you are absolutely great in dopeness. You know what I'm saying? And it sucks. But at the same time, this is real because people don't get to hear the realities of it all. People, you know, only, sh especially on social media, they show you the good times. They don't show you the grit it takes to get to that good time. They don't show you none of those things. So, you know, I'm, I appreciate the honesty, the brutal honesty. And on some real shit, I, that's, this is what I was expecting from you anyway, just because you're from Philly. But you're more than just an artist. You are also a great writer. I mean, writing makes you a great, makes you an artist, but you get what I'm saying. And with your pen game, you was able to uh, um, get music placement and stuff like that too. So is there anything that you, uh, an artist that you ever wrote for that people just don't know about? Did you ever ghostwrite um, for another, somebody else's album that we think it was actually them, but it really wasn't? I mean, we signed NDA, so we're not really supposed to talk about it. You Google me, you'll see my discography. I got, I got, I got some nice, good writing credits, and you know, what I mean, just bringing the bringing the energy down. Just, I did a lot of stuff, and you know, maybe I may not never get the credit for it, but you know, that's my burden. We all, we all have a burden to carry. I just love the craft. I'm a dope musician. I have written for a lot of artists, and some, some of the material made it. You know, I mean, to the forefront where it actually was put out and some of it got buried. And that's just, you know, the day in the life of a writer and an artist. So, you know, what I mean, I, I I do have high profile clients. You know, what I mean, me and Kanye just worked on some shit. Um, I mean, me and Jeremiah worked on some shit. Um, Puff definitely uh, invited me to be a part of his new writing team. He putting together like a hitman worth of writers and stuff like that. So I, I def definitely have open. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I, I think I seen you post uh, under his post. I think he was like in some type of jam session. He posted not too long ago and I caught your comment under there. So that's what led me to believe, you know, you guys were working together. And then with that freestyle, I heard you did um, mention bad boy. I don't know if you, it was like a wordplay type of situation. No, 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 no. So what together. I'm doing is flashback Friday. So every Friday I'm doing, I'm taking a, a vintage or a classic cult classic song of mine and I'm doing a video for it because we didn't have as many videographers as, as, as we did when I was running around doing my thing back in the early 2000s. So now we got an abundance, an overabundance of videographers and people that do visuals for artists. So now I'm just reliving my childhood. My first years of me being signed, dropping visuals for all the songs that people love from me, representing that time. So now I get to be a kid again and drop those classic cult freestyles and songs that everybody loves, and you get to see a visual with it now. So every Friday I'm doing Flashback Friday. So when I okay. so when you hear that the bad boy references, it might be one of those Flashback Friday freestyles of mine. It it is. It was a freestyle. It was. And when I saw that video, it was right after I seen you post a comment, post that comment under Puff's, um, uh, under Puff's post. Oh, try saying that shit three times. But anyway, yeah, it was right after that. So I'm like, oh shit, it's lit, it's up, you know. And I'm thinking, you know, but the fact that you are being there as a writer, I think that's more important than just being an artist. So, you know, 
um, moving forward with that, you know, are you, what are the things or what have you learned from your past mistakes and the dealings that you feel like you're not going to take to these new deals moving forward? The biggest make you mistake is the one that costs you your life. So up to date, I don't think I have made any mistakes because I'm still alive. I get up every day with breath in my lungs. So I haven't, haven't made any big mistakes. <clears throat> That's the biggest mistake that costs you your life or costs you your health. So I haven't made any, any of them type of mistakes as of today. <clears throat> Anything that I did was to get me right where I was supposed to be, right here. Because who knows if I would have blew or been a millionaire, a gazillionaire, I would have died in a plane crash or take that extra booking or show where I got into something or got in an argument and got in an altercation or got arrested or got hurt or got anything. Who knows? Who maybe being lit may be your fate. Your, your fate and your glory may walk hand in hand. Who knows? Who knows if God didn't bitch me for them 10 years and show me what I needed to see to be able to tackle it again in 2022 and 2023. Who knows? So everybody, all oh, it's about time. No, nigga, it's, it's the right time. Because God got me where I was supposed to be right now. It's Maybe God's I time. It's God's time. Yeah. So I don't want to hear that. But I'm glad, I'm glad you do have a person. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. About time and you should have did this when you was first out. No, nigga. Everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. I'm still alive. Yo, who is these niggas, though? Like, I kind of want to fight them. I kind of want to do, like, one of these. Like, who is these niggas? And are they, you know, better it's off or something for them to, to be? live on social media and to, and to do the research for all these right. things. So when you go down to the rabbit hole, you'll see it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's almost to the point where it's like, you know, it's, it's like an obstacle course. It's like like the Ninja Warrior obstacle course. So you get to a certain point where, you know I mean, the obstacles increase and they become harder and harder. And there's just a certain group of people that's got they, you know I mean, foot on, you know, kind of like certain shit that I need to, platforms of certain shit that I need to be on. And I can't pinpoint these certain people, but it's certain powers that be, they, you know, they still got they, they, their hand on the button. That's keeping me from... My yeah, people do gatekeep. People do gatekeep. They be wanting for people to kiss their ass. They be wanting to do all this other extra shit. So I get it. You know, um, I get it. That's why so I, you know, kissing ass, so my kissing ass is the free content that I get. All the freestyles, the throwaways, all that's my kissing ass. Nigga, if you don't like me, what's not to like? I'm giving out free content. Shit that people pay for. Shit that people charge for. That's my kissing ass. That's my way of paying my dues and letting it all hang out and, you know what I mean, kind of like ripping myself down for the public. Everybody say I do too many freestyles. I do too much this and too, I don't do enough. That's my kissing ass right there. That's me giving myself to the public. That's me. You know what I mean? I would say uh, uh, that's kind of like uh My orientation, my sacrifice, my contribution, my selflessness. Amen. So not too long ago, you brought up Kanye and you in other interviews, you spoke about 
him coming to provide you beats when you were staying at the house during making a band. And now you're saying that you just, you know, um, working with him on projects, being a writer and different things like that. Um, can you describe what your relationship was like in between those um, different scenarios throughout this whole time? And what was the maturing process or the evolution of it all, you know, and do you like the direction that he's going? And with all the public scrutiny that he too also gets, you know what I'm saying? Do you feel like he's handling well or is it something that his true fans should be concerned about? Yeah, he has always been a musical genius. You know what I'm saying? Um, he sacrificed a lot in his past months to show people exactly where we are still our position in this country. And um, I mean, it's their system at the end of the day. And I mean, he learned a, you know, a valuable lesson in that and moving forward on um, working with him has always been. Oh, and I'm sorry, calling him Kanye West. Yay. Yay. Yeah, yeah. I don't want no smoke. I don't want no smoke. Yeah, man. So yeah, working with him always is I just would say is a good experience and um you know, he respects lyrics, lyricism and just lyricism and lyrics, wordplay, cleverness and you know, I mean just the craft and um I respect anybody that respects the craft as much as I do. He's one of those people. Yes. So, you know, I hear you aggression and trust me I understand the story and the fuckery that's going on in the music business I think every, almost all artists could have that same kind of story because you know all the interviews that I've done especially with the legends they always talk about the cutthroat aspect of it all um, them finding their way especially coming from some type of glory and different things like that and I know you put your emotions in your music but is this and since we're in the climate of mental health and all of that other stuff I think the most important thing anyone can have is peace so outside of your pen game outside of music therapy what are some of the things that you are doing to make sure you keep that inner peace or stay grounded and focused I pray and I fast and I drink water I give my body the chance, chance to rid itself of those toxins, so I can make better decisions. I got my cheat days. I might eat my red meat, might eat my little bullshit, but for the most part, I try to give myself those days to fast and you know, what I mean, rid myself body, my body of the toxins because I smoke, which is a bad thing, and I have asthma. Hypertension was also a bad thing, so that played played a part in my weight loss. And, you know, people just want to hate. Oh, you fat fuck! Then when I get start losing weight, oh, oh you getting sick? Like it's just bad. You see, what I'm saying yeah, I hate that. I was on the weight loss journey at one point in my life, and people call me a crackhead. Like they like, oh no, you can't lose that much weight. Like you look like a whole crackhead, and I'm like, I thought I would look that good. Like I'm slim, everything is nice. Only black people, but because, only our people. Uh, only black people do this to, to, to that people. Well, I was, I, and, and I stopped, because I smoked weed, but I had stopped smoking weed and everything, got my shit right, was fasting. Then I did like a, a, a soup fast. So 
I lost a lot of weight drastically. So I guess that was it too. You know, it was probably a little bit too fast. But I was hope shout out to Mez, my, my homeboy Mez. And you know, every time there's an opportunity to talk, he just passed away um the week before 2023. And he was the one who called me crack. <laughs> he was like, Oh, you lost weight too fast. Are you smoking crack? And I'm like, No, I thought I'm I look healthy. But anyway, yeah, that's what people do. <laughs> That's what people do. But I, I'm glad you have, you know, those moments where you you have peace because, you know, this world will eat you up, you know, like, and the industry will eat you up. And the fact that you are conscious to your well-being, I salute that because not too many people are, you know, we lost a lot of people who don't pay attention to their health and saw their demise because of it, you know what I'm saying? Or focus on everything else but that. And don't put that to the forefront. And then the next thing you know, they're gone. And we're sitting here mourning their death when they should have been here if they just took those healthy steps. So, you know, shout out to you for making a conscious decision to pay attention to that because that's definitely something that you have to uh, pay attention to. So, you know, we got the new album. What's the single that you're going to drop to get these streets popping and when can we hear it? Because you know summer be here in the blink of eye. So are we going to have like summer anthems? Can I go out there and do the thing? Can I get the block where I have my ice cup and listening to Enes? What are we doing? I mean, we'll see, man. Like, Who knows what the future holds? I know I'm going to work as hard as I could work and I'm just never giving up and, you know, we just go and keep working till we get that one or two or three, whatever, man. It's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to be alive. We survived a pandemic. We outside. We back outside. Um, I'm just, I'm just anxious to get out into these markets, man. Show people that I really love music and my passion for just creating lyrics and just writing and crafting and just being witty and being funny and being. Mr. Personality, I love all those things, man. Let's celebrate life instead of celebrating death. Yes, let's celebrate life. Yes. So I'm not going to keep you too long because I know you busy. And I want to say thank you because I know, you know, the scheduling got hectic, then the technical difficulties, and you were still a champ and, you know, kept your word and still did this. And, you know, I'm, I salute you for that because anybody else would have just been like oh just forget it or let's let's reschedule but you know you held it down and you was real dope about it and I truly appreciate you for that so you know we got all of that can you tell everybody um where they could get the cheesecake you know and um or oh, menu is their website. Um, when can they expect the, the the new music? And if anything, you got anything else going on, I would love to hear it now. Enes and Friends is um, available now on mostly all platforms. Like I said, I got Method Man on there. I'm Benny the Butcher, Freeway, Beanie Siegel, Petey Crack, Fado, Corey mm-hmm. Guns, um, Zai Sosa, DJ Crazy. Tay Rock, just a slew of all amazing MCs. Cheesecake, we're doing pre-orders right now. You can uh, follow the uh, Cheesecake page on Instagram at Ness Cheesecake at N-E-S-S-C-H-E-E-S-E-C-A-K-E and um, hit me up, all producers, my um, email, Ness21543 at gmail.com. 
Yes. And um, we only got 24 seconds remaining. Is there any positive words in this ugly world that you could tell the young youth so they could keep it pushing and don't get distracted? Don't bring no more, baby. Thank you for watching. Like, comment, and share. But most importantly, subscribe and hit that notification bell. ChaChaLive.media. Let's get it.